Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, um, September the 28th, 2023. Hope you guys are having a great day, great week, wrapping up. Welcome, everybody. Um, Good morning, Paula. Yeah, we're um, rounding out the week, headed towards the weekend. Um, Got my Tampa Bay Rays playoff shirt on. Getting ready for the playoffs here in a couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Hope you guys are having a, a good day and planning for a good weekend. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's fall, man. Football, big football weekend. Always in the fall. Big football weekends every weekend. Love it. Tons of college, high school football, college football, NFL. It's the best time of the year, guys. It's the best time of the year. Um, so today we are in First Timothy chapter four. Um, also, if you're if you're a Bayside or man, we st- we're starting a new series this weekend on the book of Exodus. Uh, really excited about it. Um, you know, we're kind of looking at the inward journey. You know, we think of the Exodus. You know, children of Israel leading, going through the Red Sea, into the wilderness. Obviously, big deal. Uh, but there's also an inward journey that Moses goes through. Um, and I think on a personal level, we can all really relate to that um, inward journey through the wilderness. And so excited about that. We start that this weekend. And so um, if you're local, I'd love to see you. If not, if you're not local, check it out online. Uh, the services will be online. And so, uh, yeah. But uh, the matter at hand today. First Timothy chapter four. Let's dive in. Good morning, Lee. Glad to see you guys finally. Thank you for sharing it too. If you want to share it over on Facebook, um, people that uh, you know usually jump in uh, can find us. First Timothy chapter four. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. The Spirit, I big S, so uh, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit clearly says that in latter times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Wow. I know every generation says, like, man, we're in the last days. And uh, I guess and it is, there's a sense of which things are, do go from worse to worse over time. Um, but it is certainly true in our day. This, uh, you know, people will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits. I mean, we see people, people abandoning the faith and, um, and following their own, uh, their own, quote, notions of spirituality. You know, they just, they just make stuff up. And, and they think, you know, because they've had some sort of experience, they think that they are an authority on spiritual things. Um, 
you know, I, I am not an, an authority on spiritual things. I'm an authority. I, I, I don't, I, I think let's go back to the Word of God and let's let the Word of God be the authority on spiritual things. Um, and so, but we see people, good morning, Attica, Atta. We see people who think they, because they've had some sort of life experience, that they are therefore an authority on spiritual matters. It's just not true. Just not true. I mean, not to, uh, you know, I have friends that, you know, or you know, have deconstructed their faith. You know, they they, and and but they think that they've now become some some sort of authority. They no, why you you weren't an authority before? Why do you think you're an authority now? And why do you think your uh, ideas and your that the truth that is based strictly on your experience? And the perception of your experience, see, a lot of people don't understand that, that their experience is not objective. Our experiences are interpreted by ourselves. <laughs> That's why two people can have a very similar experience and interpret it very differently. And so, so the, the experience is one thing, but the interpretation of that experience is something entirely different. And um, that's why some people get bitter through a very similar circumstance as someone who gets better through it. Same, very same, same experience, but it was the interpretation of that experience that made the difference. And so why do, why do people who deconstruct their faith think that their interpretation of their own experience is somehow now the basis for truth for all people? That's, that's teachings of demons, man. <laughs> Seriously, that's like foolishness. That's why we base our theology on the Word of God. Come on now. We base it on the Bible. Yeah. We base it on the Bible. So the Paul is here telling Timothy, this young protege, that, hey, man, in the last days, uh, in latter times, and, you know, like I said, we all feel like, you know, we all in some sense live in latter times, there will be deceiving spirits. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars. Hypocrites, man. Whose consciences have been seared as with a hot iron. Wow. They don't even see it, man. They don't even see how ugly they are. I mean, not like physically ugly. <laughs> not like, like, you know, like, not like their, the, uh, you know, their appearance, but their, their attitude. I mean, some of the people who are out there promoting, you know, uh, you know, things against Scripture are some of the meanest people you ever want to meet. They're venomous. Paul says they're hypocritical liars. They forbid people to marry and order them to ab abstain from certain foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and who know the truth. So Paul's obviously got someone as particular. Uh, a, a particular group in mind here who are uh, in, encouraging uh, extreme um, asceticism or religious uh, legalism. So you got to be, you got to be uh, leery of those people too, man. The super, super hyper religious, uh, judgmental people, man. You got to watch them, folks. Because I don't know about you, man, but I've always like when people are like super, super strict. I'm like, I smell a rat. Like some stinks, some going on here. Huh? You know what I mean? Um, 
Like when someone's super strict, super harsh, I'm like, mm, you running from something, bro. <laughs> you running. <laughs> uh, it's just like you know, the Duggars. The Duggars just got a, the, one of the daughters just got a book out. Uh, I don't know. I, my, my wife was listening to it, reading it. Um, and she was telling me a little bit about it. But that reminds me of that. We knew the, the, the Duggars came from this very religious, uh, uh, independent, fundamentalist type church. And uh, I mean, come to find out, there's a lot of hidden sin and dirt, you know? That's what strict religious, it teaches you to be hypocritical liars. I mean, that's what it does. I mean, really, real strict legalism, real strict religion, uh, it just teaches you to be a, a hypocrite. Because everybody got junk. Everybody got, everybody got, nobody's perfect. Everybody's got frailties. Every family got junk. And so it just teaches you to stuff and hide that mess. And it is a, a breeding ground for abusers. It is a breeding ground for manipulators and uh, narcissists because all their sins and, and frailties uh, get buried. So, Verse 6, if you point these things out to the brothers and sisters, you will be a good minister of Christ Jesus, nourished on the truths of the faith and of the good teaching that you have followed. So Paul's saying you should teach. You should teach the. Uh, you should teach people to be aware of false teachers. It's not you're not you're not uh, being alarmist. You're not you know, you're not being uh, fanatical. You're just telling people be aware that. And and I would encourage all of us to remember that that there are false teachers out there. There are lies. There are hypocritical liars that are out there. There are teachings that are demonic. It's out there, like, and that's why. We, as I said before, we want to saturate our minds and our thoughts with the Word of God. We want, our, we want our, the truth to be based on what Scripture teaches, not on anything else. Verse 7, have nothing to do with godless myths and old wives' tales. Rather, train yourself to be godly. Hmm. So don't don't waste your time with craziness. Don't waste your time with the old wives' tales and godless myths and stuff that people just, you know, hypothesized about, stuff that they make up, their own opinions of how things are. Um, don't, you know, get caught up in that. And, and, and for that matter, these fringe, you know, doctrines of theology, these integral uh, fine points of theology, like, I mean, there's value in exploring some of that, but man, don't get hung up in it. Yeah. Rather, spend that energy, that effort, on training yourself to be godly. Hmm. Now, that's an interesting thing, to train yourself to be godly, because that take that sounds like effort, right? It does, yeah. <laughs> training, it takes effort. And so to train yourself to be godly, that sounds like that takes effort, and, and it certainly does. So the question then, you may be thinking, is how does that compare with salvation? Because we don't, we don't work for our salvation. We don't, uh, you know, we don't attain our salvation. We don't exercise to a point where we finally receive salvation or reconciliation with God. So what is Paul saying here? Um, 
he's saying, yeah, you don't earn your salvation, but you do have to put effort in into growing into spiritual maturity. Right? You don't, you don't, you your entry fee into the race is paid. You're in. You're in the race. <laughs> the kind of condition you're going to be in during the race and when it's over is a it's kind of a little bit a result of the effort you and I put into it. Um, in other words, our spiritual disciplines. You know, how much effort are you going to put into uh, studying scripture? How much effort are you going to put into prayer? How much effort are you going to put in to being accountable? How much uh, effort are you going to put into self uh, uh, reflection, introspection, like evaluate, like how am I doing? Uh, how much effort are we going to put into fasting and, and giving and generosity and fellowshipping with other believers and being in small groups? Um, those spiritual disciplines. Um, are up to us. Spiritual growth is not automatic, right? So your entry fee into the race has been paid. You're in. Again, what we're going to look like and how successful we're going to be, how impactful we're going to be in that race depends on the effort that we put in. Now, the Holy Spirit obviously uh, participates in that too, molding and shaping and forming and developing us. But it's also true that, you know, it is, uh, it's incumbent upon us to put forth the effort to commit to spiritual disciplines. Um, yeah. Hello, everybody. Good to see you guys finding us. Welcome. Um, yeah, so Paul says, don't waste your time, Timothy, in all these wives' tales and godless myths, but train yourself, spend your energy, rather, in training yourself to be godly. Verse 8, for physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. Man, I love that. I mean, a lot of us are committed to physical fitness, you know. I've been to the gym every day this week. Uh, many of you are probably on your way to exercise now, or some of you I know listen to the podcast while you're working out. You're committed to physical training. And you're committed to physical training and spiritual training at the same time. You're multitasking. Way to go, people. Way to go, people. Now, some of y'all, y'all ain't, ain't, ain't no exercise going on right now. Y'all sitting in a chair with a cup of coffee. You got your feet up. Ain't, ain't nobody talking about working out in your house. I know. I know. Um, so, But we all come to different places. All, all got different situations. Um, but... Um, but shout out to my people who are exercising while listening to the podcast. That's awesome. But look, the point is, um, physical training, Paul says, physical training has, has some benefits, and we know this, but spiritual training even more so. Why? Because it not only helps us in this life, but it helps us in the life to come. And here's the thing that you, you will notice, too. This is um, kind of related. Like, um, it's called, in, in some places, it's called habit stacking. But you've probably noticed this. When you get control of your uh, spiritual life, like when you, get, when you establish habits in your spiritual life, daily times in prayer, daily time in the podcast, uh, just daily di regular worship attendance, um, when you have those disciplines in place, it's interesting and, and, and powerful how those disciplines carry over to other areas. So then your uh, discipline in this area will impact the discipline in other areas. Same, so 
sometimes and, and it works in reverse. A lot of times if we can get our physical uh, health prioritized and we start disciplining ourselves to eat properly and to exercise, it will carry over into spiritual disciplines. Um, it's called it's habit stacking, right? You, 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 or in your financial life, if you start disciplining yourself financially, it's amazing how that carries over into other areas of our lives. And so Paul here is saying uh, physical, ex- physical exercise has benefit, and there is ben- clearly benefits to your physical health. Uh, but your spiritual but training in godliness has benefits not only for this life, but for the life to come. And I would say those two things can work in tandem. That as we take care of ourselves physically, it'll help our, us focus and discipline ourselves spiritually and vice versa. Yeah. You find someone who's out of control in an area of their lives, and I guarantee you it's not the only area of their lives they're out of control in. Yep. You find, you, you find someone who's out of control in eating or out of control in their spiritual lives or out of control in spending or out of control. Pick it. I promise you that's not the only area of their life that they're out of control in. And you find someone who's disciplined in one area, and I can tell you, like someone who's physically fit, is probably not the only area they're disciplined in <laughs> because they carry over that same principles of discipline. So. If you want a good book on this, Power of Habit, The Power of Habit is really good. Uh, James Clear, it's a bestseller, outstanding book on habits. Um, and, uh, and despite what we may think, um, the, best pe- the people who keep uh, their habits are not necessarily the people with the best willpower. It's about setting yourself up for success. Yeah. Um, so... Physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. This is a trustworthy saying. Paul likes that phrase, right? This is a trustworthy saying. This is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. That is why we labor and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God. Yes, sir, who is is the Savior of all people, especially those who believe. Hmm. We put our hope in the living God. Brothers and sisters, man, put your hope in the living God, right? A reminder for us today, put our hope in the living God. He's not a dead God. He's not still on the cross. He's not hanging on the tree anymore. Come on now. He's alive. He's a living God. So we offer ourselves as living sacrifices to a living God. Our God is the God of the resurrection. Our faith is a resurrection faith. It's optimistic, it's hopeful, it's alive, it's vibrant, it's not dead, it's not stale. We are a living sacrifice, worshiping and living for a living God. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Verse 11, command and teach these things. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. And set an example for the believers in speech and conduct and love and faith and in purity. So Paul's a young man, or Timothy is a young man here, and Paul's saying, hey, don't let people look down on you because you're young. Look, look, young, young buck, go get it, bro. God's called you. God's given you gifts and abilities. He's, he's anointed you for it. Go for it, man. Don't let anybody put you down. And so that's a reminder for us, too, like for young people who are in, around us. Encourage them, and let's set an example. Uh, for the believers, regardless of our age, whether we're young or old, 
Let's set an example for the family of God in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Yeah. Let's do that today, man. Let's go out and set an example. Let's go out and set a positive example of what, um, of what being a child of God, about, of serving the living God looks like. Verse 13, until I come, devote yourselves to the public reading of Scripture. That's what we do when we read, man. Read the Word. Paul says, until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. So he's encouraging Timothy. Man, remember when the people laid their hands on you and anointed you and, 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 and uh, affirmed that you are a preacher and teacher of the gospel. Um, I love this because it, Paul says to devote yourself to Scripture reading and to preaching and teaching. I mean, it's so vital, man. Um, we often want to downplay the importance of preaching and teaching, but um, it's vital. I mean, it's so important for us to preach and teach regularly the Word of God and to uh, devote ourselves to the public reading and to the public hearing of Scripture. And I would encourage you, friend, don't neglect your gift. You have a gift. God has given you a gift. He's given you a special ability or talent, a calling, and those gifts are, can be used to fulfill that calling. So don't neglect it. Don't neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy uh, when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Verse 15, we're wrapping up here. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life, right? That's self-reflection. Watch your life. It's always important to ask ourselves, how, what does it feel like to be on the other side of me, <laughs> right? How am I making other people feel? How am I impacting other people? What does it feel like? What's it like to be on the other side of me? What's it like to be my kid? What's it like to be my coworker? What's it like to be my friend? What's it like to be uh, follow me uh, as, as their leader? Um, what does that feel? What, what, how, what impact is that? Is that having? What does it feel like to be on the other side of me? Watch your life and doctrine. Watch your doctrine closely. It matters what we believe, man. It really does. And Paul's like, watch your doctrine closely. It, you know, doctrine drift is easy, right? And so we want to continue to keep ourselves grounding it, grounded in the Word. Persevere in them, because if you do, you will save both yourself and your hearers. Wow. Those two things, right? Watch your life and watch your doctrine. And if you devote yourself to those two things, Paul says, you will, uh, what did he say? Save both yourself and your hearers. Wow, that's powerful. What do you do? Watch yourself. Watch yourself. Watch your attitudes. Watch your behaviors. Watch your perspective. Um, and uh, watch your doctrine closely. Yeah. All right, you guys. Let's, uh, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your word. Oh, got disconnected on the on the YouTube. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your blessing and grace. Thank you for being with us today. I pray uh, that you would encourage my friends, that you would strengthen them and bless them. Lord, um, help us to walk in step with you and to be aware of your goodness and grace. Lord, help us to set an example in word and in speech uh, and in purity. Lord, help us to watch ourselves and our doctrine closely. Uh, not to be legalistic, but so that we might um, uh, be strong in this race and uh, set an example for others. 
God, thank you for my friends. May you bless and encourage them today. May you uh, give them peace and hope and grace. Lord, thank you so much for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys today. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, sorry for that little glitch there on YouTube. Looks like the, the Wi-Fi was a little glitch there. Um, thank you guys on the on the podcast. Thank you for sharing, subscribing, liking. We really appreciate that. All right, guys, we'll see you guys next time. Have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.